0: Well, good morning. I'm gonna grab a chair over here. Get one with a pillow. Oh, well, I I, I got plenty of cushion. I'll take one without a pillow. Well, it has been a great month uh, hearing stories of God being at work in people's lives, this thought of new beginnings coming out of Genesis and seeing God's faithfulness throughout the entire book of Genesis as, as people turned, and yet God extended his grace back to his people over and over again, and that's what we've been hearing in the last month. I can't tell you how many people have come and shared with me just their encouragement to hear uh, stories of people and how God, again, is at work in them. And uh, some of them were coming out of retirement or moving into a whole new phase of life and seeing how God was revealing himself and wanting to use them in different ways. Uh, And so it's just been a lot of fun. Um, I'm on a lot of like Jeep forums and online groups and uh, that kind of stuff interests me. And I came across this the other day. Take a look at this picture here. It says, this view is equipped with a millennial anti-theft device (laughs) yeah that's kind of funny you know, and, uh, and on this thread it went on to say, uh, you, know, you know, kids these days, you know, they just don't know how to drive a stick, and, and they don't know what they're doing, and I hop on, and I'm like, this doesn't sound like a millennial problem to me, to me this sounds like a baby boomer and a Gen Xer problem because their parents didn't teach them. And and so that's just not been my experience with millennials, with younger people. Now millennials are a little bit older now; they're actually like twenty to to thirty five. And we've got this new generation of digitals coming in, and and they're called digitals because they've never been in a live during a time that wasn't a digital age. And so I look and I go, let's place blame where blame is on parenting and on these other levels. Because when I look at young people, I hear stories of hope, and I hear. Uh, stories of them being examples to others. Think about last week's verses. Mike walked us through Hosea. Hosea was eight years old when he became king. Like, I got stressful days at work, but I am very thankful I wasn't a king at eight, right? And then when he was 18, he comes across the scriptures, and he winds up, he goes through his entire nation and brings them back to God, and he tears uh, false worship uh, at sanctuaries and idols down, and he goes through uh, and, and does some drastic things at the age of 18. Why? because he read God's word and said we need to line ourselves up with this david probably 17 when he faced off against goliath i think of, uh, of shadrach meshach abednego daniel you know in, in the book of daniel and these stories i don't know about you but sometimes i fill in the details that, that scripture doesn't give us in moments of time and i fill them in with my own stories did you know that da- that daniel was probably 80 when he was thrown into lions den like, I got a picture in my head, probably of like a, a Betty Lucan's flannel graph of a young guy, right? Anybody remember those? Like, Sunday school has taught us something different than them. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they uh, were thrown into the fiery furnace, and they came probably face to face with the pre-incarnate Jesus in that furnace, they were in their mid-twenties. But that first story where they come in and they asked not to eat from the king's table because it had food items that were against their beliefs. They could have been as young as 8 to 15 years old at that time. And they took a stand for what they believed in. I want to look at that verse real quick in Daniel chapter 1. And it will be up on the screen, I'm pretty sure. Um, What verses am I reading? Verse does anybody know? I've got notes. I don't have to remember these things. Three, three through nine, cool. Ah, uh, here we go. So Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 says, Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, his king eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of nobility, youths without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, and learning, competent to stand in the king's palace, and to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans, and the king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. And, and they were to be educated there for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, of the tribe of Judah. Oh, it goes into that right here. I've read this before. That's right. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them new names. Daniel called Belshazzar, Hananiah called Shadrach, uh, Mishael called Meshach, and Azariah called Abednego. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank, and therefore he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And so Daniel, seeing this thing, that this is against our beliefs and at the very core of who we are, and they stood as young people in this world that lived completely different than them. They stood for what they believed in. That's been my experience of young people. I think also of First Timothy chapter 4, he says, "Let no one despise or look down on you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity." And so again, my, my story over and over again has been students that are willing to stand in a dark world who lives their lives differently from the priorities of the rest of the world and, and wanting to take a stand and setting an example, and I love this verse, for the rest of you Christians, that the rest of us can see the way they live and their faith, and order our lives according to them. So this morning, I want to invite a handful of students up. You guys can come forward, and we're going to share more of these Genesis stories. Now, there's plenty more that I could have called up, different crews. This is a crew that I've spent time at uh, CIY, which is our high school retreat with, and and we had uh, a similar experience together over the last couple of years and and this summer. And so I know that we have some things to talk about because this year's theme was right in line with what we've been sharing here this month. Sure. There's a couple of mics back there, if you'll grab those and you can share them, pass them back and forth. Cool. How are you guys? Great. Great, awesome. Uh, Go ahead, tell us your name and what grade you're going into. Sure.
1: I'm Hannah Friedenthal, and I'll be a freshman at Oregon State. did I see your State.
0: picture somewhere
2: sometime? <laughs> I'm Brooklyn Cahill and I'm going to be a
3: senior. I'm Kelsey Larson and I'm also going to be a senior.
4: And I'm Josh Smith and I'm going to be a freshman in college. Okay, awesome.
0: We'll start back on the other end. What are some places that you volunteered, whether here at Florence Christian Church or, or other places? Where have you served in ministries?
4: Um, I've done a couple of things at the church. I've done the uh, VBS here. I've also done Grove Christian Camp. And I was a volunteer at school as well. Yeah. Yeah, I Absolutely. was a was, uh, volunteer. I helped teach younger kids how to weld.
0: Awesome. Wow. Cool. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's going to be a fabricator, so I'm putting his uh, teaching skills to, to good use already.
3: Um, oh gosh, was <laughs> I was <laughs> Josh
0: is quieter. You may not know that about Josh, but
3: I am not. Um, I also help with Grove Christian Camp. I'm a counselor. Um, I do VBS. I've helped with Joyful Noise for a couple years. Um, what's the other big thing that we do? Interesting.
0: School stuff, volunteering,
3: or? <laughs> I uh, oh I help with preschool every month, and um, as far as school stuff, I do interact, um, and then I'm about to do leadership this year, so
2: yeah. Um, I'm on the worship team, and I do Grove Camp, and I'm I lead worship there, and I led worship for high school camp at Grove. I. I helped out with VBS and I sometimes help out with preschool and nursery when I'm needed. And for school, I'm in interact and I'm about to be in worship and leadership also.
1: Um, I've helped out with VBS and then there's Night Strike, which we did like our freshman and sophomore yeah. year in uh, youth group. Um, also, and helped. that was Night
0: Strike? Just because oh. they may not know.
1: It was like volunteering under one of the bridges in Portland.
0: Yeah, so uh, working with the homeless up in Portland underneath the Burnside Bridge, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then um, helped with school activities and then the Faith Project.
0: Okay, yeah. And you're all involved with the Faith Project, which we're probably gonna hear about a little bit more here in a few minutes. But um, what was this year's CIY theme?
2: to be continued.
0: To be continued. We have uh, their logo was up there and maybe someone else. What does to be continued mean?
3: I think it means taking especially what we learned from camp um, kind of what they explained as our mountaintop experience and then bringing it back home and spreading that onto others and kind of bringing the light that we got into others' lives.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that it's Always in process. We're always telling the next part of, uh, God is telling the next part of our story through our lives. And what did we learn about mountaintops? You know, you love a mountaintop experience, right? But what do we, what do we, I, I'm kind of throwing this at you so I didn't warn you.
2: Like, what does it like mean? Like, what happens, what always
0: happens after a mountaintop?
2: Oh, you like, I don't know, you're like on, Oh. Um. <laughs>
0: this is my fault I've not warned them this thing was coming so.
2: it's just like you're like the happiest you've been in a really long time and like you are just like overwhelmed with how much like gospel you've endured and like how much love from others you've endured and like you expect when you get back to your normal life to like have that same energy there and then it doesn't and you're just like what are y'all doing like get on my level but then they're not
0: <laughs> get on my level Wow. But also that you can't stay on the mountain. You know, if Noah had stayed up on the mountain, the rest of the world wouldn't have come. If Abraham and Moses had stayed on the mountain, went on the mountain, Moses went on the mountain, you know. Uh, then. God's work wouldn't have been done because we have to bring the thing that he was working on in us back to the world. So we, uh, you all stood and committed to becoming kingdom workers as you came back uh, to your everyday life. What does it mean to you to be a kingdom worker?
4: Sure. So to be a kingdom worker is really just anything to do with spreading the word of God. Um, A lot of the times it's viewed as something that you have to go and do, but really it can just be living your everyday life. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, something else? What does it mean to you to be a kingdom worker?
3: Yeah, oh. Okay. I think, yeah, it's just like working for God and just spreading that onto other people. And like you said, it doesn't have to be anything big. It can just be, you know, like saying hi to someone or reaching out to other people um, or just helping your family doing anything you can.
0: Okay, so CIY has an envelope challenge. Can somebody explain what that is and what it's about?
3: We get these envelopes and inside of them are Kingdom Marker cards and it's kind of like a challenge or yeah, something like that to kind of step your foot into kingdom work or a new challenge for yourself. Um, so you don't have to open it, but if you do, you're committed to doing it. And it could be as small as like praying for something or taking time out of your day to pray um, to like doing an event or like helping with some organization, kind of something like that.
0: Or drinking only water for a year and helping spread awareness about the water crisis worldwide. So pretty big gambit. Did any of you open your envelopes? All right. What, see, now this is what, what I love about CIY, is they say take this envelope home and put it at your bedside table, put it on in your Bible or whatever, and, and pray about it, because we'd rather you pray about it for two months or six months or 12 months and not open it, uh, on, other than uh, if you're willing to follow through with it, because it can be a big task, and so I know you've opened envelopes in the past, and so I'm sure it's just a matter of time, but I appreciate your honesty, like, Look, I'm about to go to my freshman year of college. I'm not sure that I can take on this big thing possibly. And so praying about it. But you got some of you did. Go ahead.
2: Um, Like
0: just this year? Yeah, or yes. Or last year, whatever.
2: Uh, Okay, well, I've... I open my envelopes for all of the years I've been to CIY, and this year, I am, I'm like called to show appreciation to the staff and the members of our school, so I'm supposed to write letters to each and every one of the staff members at our school and just give them a positive message.
0: Awesome. So throughout the year, write every one of the teachers a note. What was last year's?
2: Last year oh sorry. Last year's was um, come to church an hour early every week and pray for all of the members and all of the people that work here. Cool. Kelsey.
3: Um, this year we both opened them like within the first five minutes that we got them because we were just so urged to do it Um, so this year uh, we did it kind of different and then there was regular kingdom worker cards and then since our missions was towards foster care uh, we had separate ones for that so I opened one for foster care and I um, got called to make care care packages for um, social workers and to do at least 50 of them
0: Um, that was mine. awesome yeah, so that's a big project and uh, one of the cool things is, is what they shared also is that your Kingdom Worker Challenge isn't necessarily just about you and so I know that Kelsey's making plans already, we've had conversations about bringing other people into that mission because this isn't a, 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 a one person game, you know, we're in this together and so involving other people in Kingdom Work uh, is part of that challenge. So. Share with us a Bible passage that is especially meaningful to you uh, these days. Bible story, Bible verse that seems to be impacting you.
2: Okay, so um, I've like grown up in the church, so like I've heard pretty much all of the Bible stories, but like I didn't really like hear them until these past couple of years. So one that I've heard a lot is the prodigal son, and... I learned it like at the beginning of this year and i was just like yeah cool and then for middle school camp at grove we learned about it and it still just had like the same meaning like yeah he went back to his father that's cool but then at high school camp like literally two weeks after i counseled at grove camp i learned about it again and then something just like clicked and i was just like wow that's really cool because the son completely left his father and like went in the complete opposite direction of what he wanted and then when he realized he made a mistake and he was just like man i really miss i was going in the right direction and i really miss that so when he when he went back the father accepted him wholeheartedly and threw a party so i just thought that that was really cool because that's
3: basically what god does with us every time we leave him great um, for me, uh, I actually got this in a letter that we got at CIY from Robin. Um, it's Psalms 46.5, and it says, um, God is within her, she will not fall. And it's kind of one of those verses that I kind of just put through my head every day that um, to kind of put my trust in God in it every day and know that he's with me through whatever I go through.
4: Do you want to share? Sure. Sure. Okay. I also want to say I'm not slacking on opening up my card. I'm just waiting until I move.
0: we <laughs> <Nobody laughs> thought that. Nobody thought that. Well, there was that one guy in the back that thought That's it. But sure. on you. Uh,
4: the passage that really has been on my mind lately has been uh, the passage that we actually went through at C.I.Y., which is where Elijah just gets done on the top of uh, Mount Carmel and. As soon as he's done there he gets terrified uh, of something that's going on in the town and he goes and hides inside of a cave and that's kind of what I feel like because I just got done with this mountaintop experience of high school and now I feel like I'm absolutely terrified to go into college which I know is normal but still going through that and uh, I'm just kind of like in the story he says uh, that there was an earthquake and there was a great fire and there was thunder and wind but none of that was God. There was a small whisper that was God and I'm waiting for that small whisper to calm me down. Awesome. Cool. Hannah, you were part of the
0: founding of the Faith Project and actually was kind of born out of a previous year's uh, Christ and Youth CIY move experience. Tell us a little bit about the Faith Project, what it is. You all mentioned that you've been part of it earlier on, so what is
1: that? Okay, well faith stands for Florence Against Ignored Traffic ignoring trafficked humans. And our leader, or main person for the group, would be Robin Smith, which is Josh's mom. And hi, <laughs> hi, mom. Um, basically, what we what it's for is we want to stand up against like people who are trafficking humans and kind of spread awareness of what's going on and just ways that you can like see it and then. S- go to stop it and just yeah. And what
0: is the biggest part, somebody else can maybe jump in of, uh, of your goals for the Faith Project?
1: So
2: what we do with the Faith Project is we take pictures of hotel rooms and send them into um, trap traffic cam, right? And it uploads to a police database. So we want to take pictures of every single hotel room in Florence and upload them to that database so if by chance there is a person who is getting trafficked and then they take a picture there and put it on something online then a police person can come and take
0: care of that. And the FBI and local police often use this database. Um, They're able to compare photos of people that they're trying to track down and computer algorithm goes in and matches the placement of furniture and pictures and that kind of stuff so that they can find the location to the very room hotel and room number uh, that that person has been attempted to be trafficked through and so they're able to to help, and there has been millions of photos already uploaded to the traffic cam, um, and and so what's your focus? This, the, the, you, I guess you kind of talked about it already. That uh, do you have any specific focuses for for this upcoming school year with the Faith Project? <laughs> Two microphones.
3: Um, I would say probably. I think that we've kind of lost track recently so we kind of want to get back on that and then um, hopefully finish up all the hotels in Florence um, so I think just doing that and then also like they said spreading awareness to other people is a big thing that we want to do
0: yeah so every hotel room uh, by the end of this school year awesome
3: we also
2: possibly want to do an assembly in our schools just to talk about it and raise awareness with the people in our school and have them, whenever they travel, go and take pictures of their hotel room and stuff, too.
0: Great. So in what ways have you guys, and with uh, again, we could have invited a bunch of other students up here to to share with us, but how do you guys as students rely on each other and lean on each other uh, in your faith journey, like at school and uh, during the week?
1: Okay, Um, well, I guess one way I rely on these people or others is like if I'm having trouble during the week and I like don't know what to do, I'll text them and I'll be like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? And then like the conversation goes back and forth, and then they can like give advice and I can give advice to them, and then we just work through things.
0: Okay, be in there, to talk to each other.
1: Yeah.
2: Like just to keep me on track because sometimes I like tell Kelsey, I'll be like, hey, just like make sure I'm not being dumb. And then she does that. So.
0: <laughs> that, that we appreciate it, Kelsey. <laughs> so many other things I might say, but well, so, yeah. Um, it, it's cool because I've heard, I mean, these guys will peel off and they're praying for each other in the hallways of school and in classrooms and being there for each other. I know they've done reading, Bible reading plans to get, I'm just going to talk for you because I because I've shared before. Um, uh, Bible reading plans together that they uh, invite each other online. They have the same Bible reading plan, and they're following through along with one another. And uh, so those are all pretty cool things. Um, So a couple of you are heading off from us. We'll miss you. You're still part of the family. A couple of you that are up here, at least. You two are heading into your senior year. So what are you looking forward to this year as, like, A new beginning what is God what are you what are you looking for new heading into this school year
3: for me um, I really want to reach out to other students that I don't normally do I think I do that a lot with the people I'm close to so I want to try to reach out to other students that I don't normally talk to and just ask God to like help point out the people who are hurting and who need it so really focusing on the students and bringing a light into the school
4: I'm not going to be here anymore, so I'm going to be meeting a lot of people that I've never met in my life, and I think just joining a group uh, of believers who are in the same walk in their faith as I am.
0: And you made some decisions as far as living
4: that will help out with that, right? So share a little bit about that. So I don't know if any of you guys know the Teeters. Uh, I'm going to be living with Marshall Teeter, and I believe he's going into student ministry now. Yeah, he's wanting to, to pursue student ministry.
0: Yeah. yes. Yeah. He's worked at Grove Christian Camp last couple of years, so moving in with another Christian who's uh, been part of this, this church family for a long time. So, yeah, good choice.
4: It's going to be a blast. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I just want to, since we're kind of like going to be the leaders of the school since we're seniors, I just really want to work on spreading positivity and love and just knowing like, the lower classmen just knowing that they have an upper classmen to talk to if they like are struggling with anything, and just making sure that everyone knows that they have someone to go to talk to if
1: they're hurting or anything.
2: So awesome. Okay, so
1: I'm leaving like Josh's and like what he said, meeting new people um, who are also Christians and kind of finding your group, but also like joining a church and then yeah, doing activities with those people, but. Besides people from church, I want to branch out and meet others because I will be surrounded, like Josh, with thousands of other students that you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you guys so much for sharing. <laughs> little... thank
3: you. Yeah. That's, this... This that's
0: fine, Kelsey. You can leave it. Or take it. Or take it up. You could take it with you if you want. I, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Setting an example for believers in speech and impurity. Um, and so I uh, this month has been awesome to hear again this is these are powerful sermons of God being at work in people's lives and uh, and people being open to to what is new and fall with September you know it, it brings a, a newness to it even though it's kind of the leaves start to turn there's some about beginning of this school year that people re-engage their schedules and re-engage their goals and uh, and so we just want this time to be an encouragement to to you also, that uh, you would, uh, again, have this example set before you of lives that are being lived intentionally as kingdom workers in the places that God has put them, and God has put you in certain places also. And what are the ways that he can use you in the places you've been put, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, possibly in your family, and then intentionally engaging that. But also refocusing back here. At Florence Christian Church, God has brought you here for this to be your home for us to be your family and so engaging uh, just your presence and, and, and uh, maybe inviting a neighbor or a coworker, or possibly just inviting them to your community group. Maybe they aren't willing to step through the doors of a church, but guess what? What they don't know is we're the church when we sit in people's homes also. And so they'd be willing to go there and they're still a part of church. Just don't tell them yet. Because they're part of this family. We engage in getting into a community group this fall, if you are not. We just want, uh, uh, we're excited about what God is doing. And he's going to continue to reveal himself through our lives. And also reveal himself as we jump into the book of Romans next week. So right now the band's going to come up. And and we're going to continue to worship. Uh, This is our time of communion, which is all about new beginnings. We have an empty cross on our wall. And when we think about the grave, it's an empty grave because God is making things new. He was raised to life. The story didn't finish on the cross. The story didn't finish in the grave. The story is still being written. It's to be continued in your life. And he wants to come in and make things new inside of you. And so we're going to have this time of communion. Uh, We're going to pass the elements, a cracker, again representing his body that was broken, a cup of juice representing his blood that was spilled for us because he loved you so much, he wanted to come in and transform us and make us new. And so let's pray the elements will be passed and we will continue to worship together.